how's everybody doing? My name is Augie with VIP Playlist. I am here with my uh, beautiful co-host. I keep saying the same ones, man. I need help. I need help, bro. <laughs> it's Adam, y'all. What's going on? Uh, we also have, you want to introduce yourself and tell us what band you're in and, and uh, what you do for the band? Yeah, my name is Greg Molina. I'm in a moment's notice and I am the screamer. So are you from Sacramento or? Uh, I was born actually in the Bay and then uh, pretty young in my life. I actually moved over to uh, Elk Grove and I've pretty much been in Sacramento most of my life, minus like a few years of my life when I was in the military. Yeah. Y'all have one hell of a music scene over there, man. Indeed. Dude, uh, it's it's fun. Um, we've pretty much headlined every show that we've played now. And yeah, just that's awesome. Selling out. So we're trying to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I feel that, yeah. <laughs> We've kind of yeah. overplayed here. Yeah. Gotcha. I feel that, dude. That's what's up, though, man. Well, at least you have a pretty good start, man. At least you're not starting in, like, some backwoods, like, where we are or where I am. <laughs> dude, I, I'm I'm grateful every day that I even get to do this again. It's It's been a long, long time since I've done music. So this last year and a half has been kind of like a new adventure for me trying to like relearn everything. It's been, yeah. it's been crazy. How long uh, has it been? Uh, when I started this band, it was 13 years. So 13 years without being in a band. Uh, yeah. Still practicing Damn. screaming all that time and everything, but, um, I was in the military. Then I was off to college trying to get my master's and, just a bunch of shit and I just didn't know what I was going to do. And I was like, yeah, it's, you know, I'm just kind of here and I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. And then the pandemic happened and my wife was like, yo, that Lorna Shore cover you did, you should, uh, you should do something with that. And I was like, like what, like being in a band? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about all that. <laughs> and then, uh, she was talking to Jared, one of my good friends. He was the original vocalist of suffocate. And he's like, you should hit up Nick Miller. And I was like, he's producing? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. He's probably hella busy. I'm not going to bug him. And the next thing I know, I get a message from Nick Miller. And he's like, yo. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. That's <laughs> and, awesome, dude. I guess I'm going to do this now. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Is that, Did you know him previously or no? Uh, in passing, like from friends, but like friends of friends. Like I didn't really know him per se. Like I didn't really know like a lot of like what I know now, like now he's like a really close friend. Like I like text him and he calls me randomly and like talks to me about music shit. And like, yeah, pretty much like I'm, I'm so close with him that I like smoke weed with his dad. Like kind of nice. Hell yeah, dude. It's the best of friends, man. Yeah. 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 Dude. I fucking love Nick. Nick's the, Nick's the man. His dad is the goat. Oh yeah. That's awesome. So let's kind of get into this, man. Today we're going to make a Spotify playlist based off of some of your favorite uh, songs throughout the years, some influential ones, and and all the way up to now. Is there anything you want to name your playlist? Yeah, light up the moment. Hey, that's good. I like that. Oh, inspirational. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's like you know, in my way, I don't know. As as somebody who recreationally uses weed, but also lets it be an outlet for like a lot of the things that I do, like. I like getting in a peaceful Zen moment and just, you know, listening to music and vibing. Like I'm not a stranger to taking a dab and listening to music and like really like dissecting music as it's, as it's being like played in front of me. Like I I love hearing it, love doing it. 
Yeah. I ain't smoked weed in a really long time because my job randoms, but I do know that weed makes music a lot better. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I feel like it's just one of those things. Like when I smoke, I'm like, huh, hell yeah. I'm a little bit more present in it. I'm like, oh, this is sick. And like, yeah. I was like, I'll let fine tune it with my, and I'm like, this is cool as fuck. Like, it's even something like indie soul music or jazz. Like, and I'm like, hell yeah this is so sick right i got a i got a funny story but when i was in like uh i think i had like just graduated high school and, and uh, i was at a party and uh we were playing beer pong and this is like massive stone that came in and he you know we rolled up and smoked and uh he was like you want to play beer pong with me i was like sure man he put on this the song my pony by genuine Oh. I have never in my life been better at beer pong than I was in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> you just hit that pocket groove. Yeah, you're like, dude. Yeah. I was jamming, bro. Found your rhythm, dude. It's like That's me awesome. and Anderson Pack or Thundercat. Like, I hear that shit and I'm like, ooh, all right. This is a yeah. vibe. Bro, I ran that. We ran that table for that whole, like, they didn't even let us finish the song. They were like, turn this shit off right now. And then as soon as they turned it off, I started sucking. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> Y'all fucked me up. <laughs> You're like, dude, I was so good for a second. Right? The mojo. I was like, right. I was in the zone, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Hell of a week. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of your first music memories, man. Maybe um, something your parents put you on, your grandparents put you on, just some some kind, kind of oldie stuff. Dude, I mean, like, it wasn't really a stranger to, like, my mom had an old-school record player that kind of was, for for lack of a better word, it was more like a a table. Like, it, it didn't make any sense. It was like this giant freaking mm-hmm. cupboard. Yeah. And it had a record player in it and an A-track player. My mom used to play music on it all the time. And, That's like, awesome. It was, like, oldies, like, oldies, like, 50s, 60s stuff. And like old like comedy specials and stuff like that that were on record <laughs> and stuff. So like I never That's really cool. like I don't know I didn't really like listen to like rock until right. like seventh grade. And um, a friend of mine was like, "Dude, like you got to listen to this." And I was skating at the time, but I was listening more like flow style rap. So like <laughs> Living Legends, Charisma, Peanut Butter Wolf, like old stuff like stuff that like people like are like so underground that people would be like i don't even know who those rap artists are and i'll be like yeah this is all flow rap like that's it was just you hit a pocket and you're like oh this is groovy and then uh somebody introduced me to afi like way back in the day and it was like i was like oh this punk music's sick and then my friend was like hella punk rock and he got me into listening to punk and I'd never been to a show before and his cousin actually was the one that got me into this genre of music because it was her birthday. And I'll never forget this day. He's like, dude, we're going to go to my, my cousin's birthday and we're going to go to this show. And I was like, Oh sure. I'll go to a concert. Like I've never been to one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, get, get ready for this one. This is, this is the craziest shit that you'll probably ever hear for my first show. Uh, I go to this show. I have no idea who the hell any of these bands are. I've never listened to this genre ever in my life. And my first show was Walls of Jericho, The Warriors, as Blood Runs Black, because Allegiance had just dropped, and Bone of Osiris. Nice. Wow. The Walls of Jericho was sick back in the day, dude. Holy (laughs) shit. Dude, the the vocalist got like 
hit in the pit and like her nose was broken and then she like dead ass like literally like the next set like she like was thrown down for the warriors and then like got on stage nose is all bloody and starts screaming and i was like what the fuck is that that's awesome dude i was like that's crazy and then one of osiris opened up with brace legs and then all of a sudden i heard fucking bow down and i was like i want to do that I don't know what that is, but I want to do that. Like, that's hook, it. Huh? <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's fucking it. Like, I was like, I need to learn how to do this shit. And then, yeah, it was pretty much, that's where it started. <laughs> like, that's, nice. That was the craziest day of my life. And I still remember that. Like, that was how I got into this genre. Yeah. This, we got a little bit of a list already. I kind of wrote some things down. Do you still listen to like Living Legends and Charisma and all those? Oh, yeah. Now, let's yeah, get some too. of them on here, man. Oh, man. Ooh, let's see. Living Legends, what album would I really, like, I mean, at the time, I think I was listening to a lot of, like, I mean, Never Falling Down is always always a banger, but that was, like, the, like, that's, like, their most popular song. Purple Kush was a good one. Um, <laughs> you know, hold up. Oh, one. Let's go back a little bit. Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole was my shit for a minute there. Like, that was, that was a vibe, for sure. Is that the name of a song, Rabbit Hole? A rabbit hole. All right. Charisma? Yeah. It's with a peanut butter wolf. Uh, oh, my God. If I can even remember what the name of the song was. Methods. That was it. AFI? Oh, dude. Anything off of the All Hallows EP album. <laughs> anything. <laughs> Literally pick any song and it wouldn't be bad. Oh, man. Um. Damn, that shit was released in 99, too. Fuck. I know. <laughs> That's... It, it doesn't feel like that long ago. No, not at all. I'm kind of mad about that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Damn, let's... I don't know, man. Uh, let's go with... Let's just go with Halloween. Perfect. Uh, you want to do Walls of Jericho? Oh, God. Yeah, could I remember any name, like name of any other song? Like, no, probably not. Um, let's see. What the hell was that album? It was like back in '01, I think it was. Let's see, I think ah uh, yes, moment of thought. That fucking song was just insane. Like, Bro, I stand by that shit to 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 this day. the the early or the late nineties and the early two thousands was the most insane time for music ever. Yeah, it, it was like one of those things where you were just like, I mean, literally, like, I had friends that have. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I have friends that legitimately still have tattoos from like bands, like over the years. Like, I have two Suffocate tattoos, two. Chiodo's tattoos. And, <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Hell yeah! And uh, and an Enter Shikari tattoo. <sighs> nice, yeah, dude. Like just because I mean, yeah, I think like the the late nineties, we we were still in the grunge era, then we were slowly morphing into the new metal era. But then on the completely opposite side of the spe- spectrum, you had fucking like Walls of Jericho, and like I mm-hmm. mean, I think Zayo was even getting big around that time, even though they started in like the eighties. Fucking, fucking just, just an insane amount of like different shit 
just popping off, bro. It was nuts, man. Yeah, that was a great time for music. <laughs> bleeding through was like, yeah. oh, dude, yes, yeah. I just met all those guys like recently, like oh, sick. Yeah, my my label like was like, hey, you want to go to Bleeding Through tonight? And I was like, uh, sure. And then they were like, yeah, you're you're on the guest list, go. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I was like talking to them all, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! Like it was it was kind of crazy. It's I live a very weird life sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, did you want to put the Warriors on here? Oh God, I do you know? To be honest with you, I have not listened to them in so long. I would well, know. Fine, man. But I know, like, like as Blood Runs Black for sure, Hester Prynne. That that's like, that's yeah, that's the that's the song right there. Yeah, that shit that shit got me good. <laughs> and then Born of Osiris, did you want to throw the uh, bow down? Yeah, <laughs> but dude, I'm telling you that fucking intro line literally had my jaw hit the ground. I was like, I want to scream. I don't know how to do it, but I'm gonna fucking learn. <laughs> All right, so here's a question. Do you want I have to ask this? I have to ask this like this is probably like the third or fourth time I had to ask. Do you want <laughs> the new rain or the eternal rain? Ooh. I'm gonna go with the original. The original? I, yeah. I mean it sounds the new one sounds great, but I'm like, I don't know. It just has that old nostalgia button that you hear when you hear the original and you're like, fuck, this is so good. Yeah. Bleeding through? It, like literally anything from that same era probably like i would probably say oh, man, that album was good too which one uh this, God, this is the love this is yeah. murderous yeah i'm like mm-hmm. what, what what which song do i even pick off of that like oh that's so hard that's a good <laughs> album <laughs> like which which song would i even pick like oh my god um what i bleed without you all right <laughs> like yeah i'm like I'm, I'm just gonna i'm just gonna just have to pick one i just yeah that's that album was so sick like when it first came out i was like bro yeah i think i heard uh the first song i heard from them was the love lost and a hail of gunfire oh god yeah that one was on all the compilations yeah it was on a compilation yeah, yeah. i think you let me borrow that one Probably, yeah. <laughs> I remember that song. That was a good one, yeah. Your first show was super like influential on you, but what did it do for you? Just, you know, your background in the flow rap world. And to be honest, you know, a lot of people go into a show like that for the first time. Like, there's not many people that would be necessarily turned on to it. Like, it, not everyone's into that. So what do you think it was that drew you in so much um i mean dude honestly i was always kind of musically inclined i always like played guitar or, or bass and and i was always just like involved in music but then i think the biggest thing was the energy like yeah. i i watched like these people like watching a pit for the first time i was like what the fuck is this like and i was like <laughs> that was when hardcore dancing like really like started like becoming a thing. Like it was like it, I mean, there was skanking and all that other stuff from punk, but like nobody really like hardcore dancing. And I saw people flying around and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, yo, this is dope. And I was just like, yo, I'm, I'm hella with this. And then 
as soon as I like watched the vocalist of Walls of Jericho get her nose fucking like shattered and then gets up and starts screaming, I was like, yo, this shit's hard. Like, yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, this shit's hard as fuck. Like I, I just was sold on it because I was like, these motherfuckers are bad. <laughs> like they're yeah. crazy cool. And I just I thought it was like impressive to watch people do what they did. And yeah. I was just like, your nose got broke and you literally kept screaming. Like, all right. Like, all right, I'm here for it. So yeah. how'd you get how'd you get into screaming? Like just start messing around with it after that or yeah, you know, um, I I had when MTV Music was like still a thing, and they would play shit. Sure. Um, I remember As I Dying came on, like when As yeah. Dying was like early stages of them, and um, God, I don't even remember what songs would come on. I remember, like, like, I remember them, and it was um, fuck, what song was it? I think it was. It was the one off of this album that with the the little moon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, what the um, fuck was that song? Let me see. Let me scroll out. Cause now it's like, it's funny because like anybody from our age group will like know exactly what you're talking about, but we're just like, yeah. what the hell was that? Like, it might have been through song? struggle. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was that one. Yeah, through struggle. It was, it, I don't know, man. Like I'd like, I kept practicing and practicing and practicing, hoping like I could get like some sort of sound out of, out of me that would mimic it. And then, um, and then somebody was like, yo, check this band out. And it was on YouTube, like early YouTube, like when like there was not good quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I watched, <clears throat> he was in, it was either in it was like in either in Michigan or Daytona. I can't remember. It started with a D, the name of this the the place. But it was the Devil Wars Prada in the middle of a freaking like parking lot. Yeah. Man. Oh, nice. Fuck yeah. And and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yo, this is so sick. It's in the middle of a parking lot and these motherfuckers are getting it. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, yo. And so I like really started listening to the Devil's Prada and then like a Skylight Drive was starting to become a thing and then I started going to shows and then like the more I kept going to shows I was like all right and I tried to look at how they were doing it and emulate it and then um I just kept trying to practice and then like I think I was 15 at the time when I first started my first band and I was like whatever I'm gonna fucking do this and at the time it was like I don't know they're, they're metal core I guess it was yeah. emo. I, don't, I don't fucking know it was like during that era yeah. but um you know like i just was trying to do it so like different than everyone else and i couldn't figure it out and i was just like man i want to do something different and i kept practicing and practicing and then um eventually i ended up being in a band called ferocious katora and you know just doing that and touring and stuff was super fun and then uh i had this like kind of low-key revelation that i didn't want to go down that path anymore whatever mm. reason and then i joined the military and then years into being in the military i kept missing it so i kept practicing screaming like i had like no hopes and dreams of like doing it again i was planning on retiring out of the military but like i was like still yeah. practicing every day as if i was like somebody was going to be on the phone being like hey greg we need you now yeah but like i just i don't know i never stopped from the beginning of me like starting and like till now i don't think i've had a day when i go by and like i don't at least scream or i'm practicing something new that i'm like i wonder if i can do this or this like and i like i try it and i'm like oh sick hell yeah that's good man 
you ever had any issues with your voice? I know a lot of people use the wrong techniques and stuff like that. Or I mean, like that... early years, maybe. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of research on it, to be honest with you. Like I watched yeah. other vocalists do it and tried to figure out how to do it and emulate it. And if it made me cough, I really, really, because I was in choir when I was in high school. Yeah. So I kind of realized real quick, like if it makes me cough, I'm probably doing it wrong. And then I had to figure yeah. it out. And I kind of like did it on the fly. Yeah. So I ne- like I never really like knew how to do it until man, I want to say like 2013 was when I like finally figured it out and I was like, oh sick. And then um I came home on leave one day and my friend's band was playing a show that night with the plot and you. Oh, so sick. God, I love it. It was like, yeah, it was like early, like the first like album that they had ever dropped, kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember my friend was like, he's playing Suffocate and he played, uh, The Skies Were Filled with Fire. I just remember I was like, I just like grabbed the mic from my friend and I was like, pussies. And then I just let out this nasty ass scream. And my friends were like, what the fuck? Who who invited Ricky Hoover into our band practice? And I, was, <laughs> and I was like, damn, all right, that's a compliment. And I was like, I guess I still got it. And they were like, still got it. You, you sound like you never, you never stopped. And like, so I, I don't know. I dude, I just kept going. Like, I don't know when it started, how it started or anything. I just know like the minute it did, it never went away. Yeah. yeah you can definitely tell, dude, you have a, very powerful scream. Oh yeah, sure. dude. it's insane, man. I haven't heard uh I haven't heard a good pig squeal in a long time, man. <laughs> 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 that uh, song offerings was sick as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that scream I do at the two minute mark, that is a tunnel scream, but a gutter roll at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It, it definitely reminded me of, like the old MySpace pig squeal days, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I just kind of just follow it out, and I was doing it on tour, and like one of the other vocalists was like, "How the fuck do you do that?" Like, he's like, "I need to know." It's like I don't know how you tunnel a gutter roll, and I was like, "Dude, you just gotta like t- turn your tongue, and like you gotta find the perfect place for your mouth placement, like in like a circle, and like and then just kind of like kind of almost choke it back a little bit." And he like tried, and he's like. Nope, nope, nope. It's not going to make any sense for a while. Yeah. I was like, I'm probably explaining this terribly, but I mean, so that's the my- fun fact is that, that one of the, I don't know if he was like a touring guitar. I don't even know if he was a member of the band or what. He, I think he may have just been a touring guitarist. Uh, his name is Derek. He's actually for the plot and you. He's actually yeah. from, he's from our town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our little bitty ass town. Oh, shit. Yeah. He, he was in a band called uh, A Bullet for Pretty Boy. Oh shit! That's and they dope. broke up, and then he somehow got hooked up with Landon Tours, and he's in one of his music videos. And the first time I saw that, I was like, "Oh shit, repping my town, bro!" Yeah, we know that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's always so weird when you like you look at somebody, you're like, "Oh shit, I know that guy." Yeah, we used to go to Bullet for Pretty Boy shows when we were like fifteen, before they were signed or anything like that. We were, I mean, we've been we've seen them so many fucking times in our little town. Yeah, so. them and the. We used to go see Fit for a King. Yeah, Fit for a King, too. They're from Tyler, which is like 45 minutes away. Dude, I mean, you guys are probably familiar with uh, Kingdom of Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back when I was in Ferocicatora, they used to be a band called Hello Sailor. Before Dana, before 
Johnny yeah. before like a lot of the guys were in the band. I think Red is the only original still. Yeah. Yeah. Like Red's like pretty much the only one that I know now. Um, we've like actually toured together and stuff like before they were Kingdom of Giants and like that's Abominable awesome. came out and like that's like the first album that they dropped as Kingdom of Giants and I was like, oh shit. And uh, I think his name was Joey, the singer, and he played keyboard. And like that was like, yeah, that was literally it. Like I was like, damn, it's been it's been a long time. Like I see where they're at now, and I'm like, damn, I'm slacking. Yeah, I'm man. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> it's all okay, man. At least you started, dude. You know, dude. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm so thrilled to do it now. Like, kind of worried about how our new direction is gonna get received, but like, I'm also like hopeful that people are like, yo, this shit fucks, and I'm like, all right, cool, we're good. Yeah, we can get into the new material here shortly i think we probably got a good list going right augie should get some of these listen up all you vip peers and vip players goddamn patreon now (laughs) (laughs) this game is so aggressive i did we have a patreon now yeah motherfuckers (laughs) and a discord yeah youtube discord come join no webcams yet no webcams you can't see our beautiful face not yet yeah shout out to enormous adam on discord hit him up if you need a discord he did a great job on ours it looks cool but guess what you won't know how it looks unless you join that bitch (laughs) if you wouldn't please join our discord and our patreon it would be really cool of you we would love you forever we'd still love you forever even if you don't yeah but you join the patreon you're gonna get stickers stickers. you get to dehumanize me yes i don't know what that means go look at the patreon yeah yeah yeah, and that's it. That's and it. Subscribe to our fucking YouTube channel. Yeah, comment. Thank you. Review, subscribe. We yeah, love you more. all that stuff. Do everything that you do for all the people that you love on YouTube. Do it for us too. Yeah. Thanks. We love you. Let's go with uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada. I'm gonna have to say, ooh, probably Reptar King of the Ozone. Yes, that old school shit. I love that. That's what I like to see. Yeah, man. So I kind of want to save a Skylight Drive because I actually, we can get into talking about them because I know y'all did a show with them. So let's go. Uh, I know you told me you had a couple tattoos. So Chiodos? Oh, dude. Um, the Undertaker's Thirst for Revenge. Oh, man. Such a good album, too. Yeah. yeah. I love that album. I think. I mean, I was going to be cliche and say like, the word best friends becomes redefined but then again like that's like everybody's like fuck i mean when that's I, the tat that's the album i have tattooed on me is the all's well that ends well album yeah when i think of there's two bands that come to mind who put out like the most perfect debut album and then follow it up followed it up with like the most perfect secondary album and that's the devil wears prada and chiodos those first two albums yeah. they put out were fucking perfect yeah, like it was like back to back, man. <laughs> you you heard plagues and you're like, how does it get any better? And then Roots Above and Branches Below came out and you were like, oh. Yeah. Well, well, I was talking right. about the Dogs Can Grow Beard All Over as well. And the Dogs Can Grow Beard oh, All Over was like my favorite fucking album. Like, like yeah, yeah. You I know, mean, dude, just... that was before Hey John was even a thing. Like they yeah, played man. Hey John and you were just like, because the way that that album came out is um that that whole parking lot thing. That was actually when they started off and they played the uh, yeah. and like that was what mm-hmm. like 
they started off with that. They did the little arpeggio, and then they were like, "I don't want to, I don't want to, but I gotta." We are the Devil Wars Prada, and then they played that part, and I was like, <laughs> "What?" That's nuts, man. Yeah, that was before that song had even become a thing. Yeah, I, I just remember being in, uh, me and Adam. We've been friends for a long time, and we used to practice songs and uh, in in his vehicle before you know. We we sucked shit, but we used to do it anyway. And uh, we used to try to hit Texas is South. And I can't tell you how many times we had to restart that song just because it comes in so goddamn fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. That and then what is it? Scorpion Deathlock? Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. It's like instant two step, like quick vocal, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. Those albums are great. And then I'd be remiss if I don't mention Bone Palace Ballet. I that's probably my favorite by them. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, their first album was amazing, but like uh, Bone yeah, Palace, I, 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 yeah, it's like a work of art. It's beautiful. Yes, it's it's absolutely. I mean, God, dude, you said you had an inner Shikari tattoo as well. Yep. Sorry, you're not a winner. If you don't clap, I automatically find you sus. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> I just saw them like uh, not too long ago, and it was nice for them to to come back to the states. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've only seen them like twice and I was just like, yo, they're so fucking cool to see. Yeah, they're fun. And then yeah, you mentioned another tattoo. I just don't remember. Oh, Suffocate? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, oof, man. I mean, I don't have a twofer because I literally have one from Jared and one from Ricky's era. Yeah, man. You can put however many you want on it, man. It's your playlist. <laughs> uh, Probably not The Fallen. Uh, I don't even know if it's on, on Spotify anymore because Lars got kind of weird during the pandemic and he took off all of Oakland. So I think it's all gone now. Um, it was the skies that were filled with fire, but I think Lars took it down because Jared was trying to bring back Suffocate and he got like really weird about it. Mm, I feel you. It was, it was a very odd time to know having, all the information. Yeah. Having with another band as well, but... I don't Actually, even know, like, it's not. Ha- it hasn't happened to a Skylight Drive yet. Not yet. Yeah, that, that like, whole situation was weird to follow, man. Oh, trust me, I know every single bit of it. It's <clears> absolutely yeah. bizarre. Yeah, man, money will do some crazy shit to people, man. God, yeah, it will. We're <laughs> weird. But uh, let's let's get some of Skylight Drive now. We'll hop into talking about them. Let's get some songs from them, and then I'll ask you some questions. Not about yeah. anything crazy, just about like touring, and I'm not not touring, but like playing shows. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean touring as well. If you yeah, want. yeah. Uh, for a Skylight Drive, I would have to say a reason for Broken Wings because that that song kind of that song's special to me. Yeah, I I actually got to perform that with them at Swanfest. That's awesome, man. How was that, man? Honestly, kind of terrifying. <laughs> I bet, dude. I can imagine, I mean, dude. All the big. I mean, not even there. that, but even like just being up there with like somebody who's got as much range as Jordan has, dude. He's just a fucking vocal monster, dude. Dude, yeah, like it was kind of crazy how it happened. Um, Brian White, the bassist, he like came running out side stage, and he's like, "Greg," and I was like, "Yes," and he's like come here and i was like okay <laughs> and then like i'm running with him because he's literally making me run i get to the back of the of the stage and he's like yo do you know your part and i was like what am i doing and then jordan blake looks at me he goes a reason for broken wings and i was like for real you were serious about that 
And he was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. And I was like, cool. Yeah, I know it. And then Brian's like, what are the lyrics? And I started saying, and he's like, sick, he's good. And then he's like, all right, drink some water. And then he's like, happy to see you here. And then Nick looks over at me. He's like, what's up, bud? And I was all, fuck, I'm really going to do this. And I'm like <laughs> looking at the crowd like, nah, 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 nah. We're, we're not doing this right now. And my friends are all looking at me because nobody knew. I didn't even know, really. And all my friends are looking at me, and I'm like, what's up? And they're like, are you going up? I'm, I'm reading their mouths. And they're just like, are you going out there? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, are you screaming for them? And I was like, I guess. And they're like, no fucking way. And I'm over here just like, oh, my God. And then they played a reason for Broken Wings. And I got on that stage and I looked at the crowd and I couldn't see the end of it. Oh, shit, dude. That's insane. And I instantly, like, weak need, composed myself and then started screaming because I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> yeah that's crazy dude. that's so awesome man i was like i just there was like five thousand people there wow dude that's crazy and, that's and awesome. they all were like hey now you can't be nervous for your first show with 300 people yeah, yeah right that's sure. true man that's true he and i was solid like, there <laughs> yeah and i was like well thanks guys so i was like now i'm pretty much <clears throat> never going to get nervous ever again <laughs> like, well, you can i mean it's your it's your band it's, it's a little different you know yeah yeah i think like the first show i had some jitters but after that like now i'm like yeah cool i got this like i already know what's up like I'm, i've performed in front of way bigger crowds and i'm like this is this is whatever like now don't get me wrong when i play like europe or something and i play in front of a festival and there's like thousands i'll be like yep this is gonna hit weird but i already know what i'm doing so yeah all right yeah. Let's, let's just send it let's have a good time well hell yeah dude that's awesome man i know y'all played a show with uh skylight drive too not too long ago dude that was crazy that was like checker block moment kind of thing. You're like, all right, where are we on the bingo board? And I'm like, yep, all right, here we go. I was yeah. like, holy shit, did not know I needed this in my life. That's we actually played. Cool, we actually played right before them. Oh wow! So you just you opened up for them, like right, like literally, like. <laughs> yeah, we. The, I was. I remember the promoter was like, "Hey, you guys are playing right before Skyly Drive," and I looked at him and I was like, "Wait, what?" And he just goes, "Yeah," and I'm like, "What about?" The other bands and i was like you know because they've been around longer and he's like no you guys sold the most tickets and i was like oh and he and he goes yeah so your direct support for skylight drive and then like i like kind of looked at my wife and i was just like no fucking way <laughs> like, that's, that's awesome <laughs> well, at least you didn't have to go after him that's <laughs> uh, that would have been awkward as fuck right like, I, don't think, I don't think i could have done that like i would have been like um hmm. yeah if you guys uh, want to leave, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if anybody hates us, like now's the time to say yeah. something. <laughs> like, crap. Uh, that's cool, man. The Skylight Driver Legends, man. Like that that first album. I mean, like I said, Jordan's voice is absolutely insane, man. Just dude, the new, the new Skylight Drive music is insane. But once they figure out their legal shit, they're gonna they have some new music coming out. And let me tell you holy yeah. fucking god like it's awesome it's incredible like i'm i can't speak on it but like i know i know nick has been putting in a lot of time into writing yeah. and i'm like oh man and i know nick how he plays and i'm like this man's cooking up some magic like yeah man i mean i feel dude i think like jordan has had a really rough like past couple of years and i hope he gets a break man i hope they figure all that shit out so Dude, yeah, he they they all deserve it. Like, yeah, you know, Corey 
Corey talks about it from time to time. And then he's like, he kind of stops himself and he's like, yeah, man, I just don't want to get into it. He's like, it just bumps me out. And I know Brian and Nick have been like working on the legal side of everything. And they're just trying to like have some kind of peace with it. Like, yeah. dude, they, 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 those guys all mean the world to me. Like I fucking laugh with Joey sitting in the middle of Reno at one of his shows. Like we were just cracking up, having a great time. And like, I've gotten to be so close friends with all of them. And like, I mean, they're so influential and they, they love like a moment's notice and it's like the craziest shit in the world. Like for a while there, we lost our drummer. Um, cause we had to kick our old drummer out and Corey was like, I'll drum for you. Like I can't tour, but I'll, I'll play shows with you guys. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like, right. was like Corey LeQuay wants to play drums for us. Like that's cool, man. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I can't like explain the feeling of it. Cause it's kind of ineffable at this point. Like I'm really honored to have them as friends. Cause you know, those guys, those guys help kind of mold a lot of what I do nowadays. And even more so now, like they're just, they're just so solid. They're like probably the nicest guys in the world. Like I love those guys more than anything. Yeah. That's great, man. That's awesome, dude. It's, it's nice that you have like a, I mean, a lot of, a lot of bands start and they don't have any like direction or lead or anything. And it's nice mm-hmm. that you have a band that's been around the block a few times. So, Oh Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah they're, they're quick to tell me if something is boo-boo or not like actually nick will literally look at me in the studio and like i can automatically tell if nick is into it or he's not yeah he'll be like he'll be like yeah that fucking rips and then like we recorded one song with him and we were trying to knock out two songs and we did it and then at the end of it like he wasn't really too jazzed and i was like all right, so we're coming in again, tightening up guitars, doing some extra sit. And he's like, all right, cool, because I was about to say something. And I was like, I fucking could read you. Like, I was like, I knew it. I knew he was, like, not jazzed about it. So <laughs> I was like, all right, got to make Dad happy. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys have released two singles this year, uh, End of the Cycle, End of the Cycle, and Victims. Yeah. Uh, so you, uh, we didn't actually, when did John release Victims? Uh, Friday. Friday. Okay, Friday good. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I made course. this. I made this playlist like when I first met you, or when I first messaged you. So, and I, we did not check out victims. Damn, dude. I actually, it's did. Been a busy. Oh, did you? It's been a busy yeah. week. I, we went to the zoo on Saturday. We we went and helped my mom move on Sunday. So it's been a busy week. I didn't even notice they released a song. That's my bad, man. Slipped through the cracks. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, you're you're good, dude. I'm just hoping that like I don't know, Adam. Like, how do you? So, and so here, here's my question kind of to you guys. So, sure. and the cycle was kind of like our last song that we're doing with singing, um, the more metalcore style. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, talking to you guys, you guys know now, like where I started, like I wanted to go back to deathcore. I've been wanting it. I have needed it. Um, it's a huge part of my life. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of what started it with victims coming out like now that's like our new direction all of our music sounds like that kind of heavy in your face kind of music i mean like adam how do you feel about that compared to like end the cycle like as a listener because like as a listener right so um as we prepare for you know talking to various bands we try to especially if we're you know not as familiar with them we basically got everything we could we get our hands on made a playlist and just listen to the shit out of your music 
and so and we listen, so we listened to it this is actually like perfect for for this question because we listened to your music yeah. from the very first song you released all the way to the last song you released right. so we listened to it in order from release so adam go ahead correct so in victims the only reason i i was just like i just i don't know i went to y'all's Spotify page and i was like oh this song is not on the playlist so i listened to it like once or twice literally like 15 minutes before we got on here Oh, and shit. so, yeah, so seeing, like, I, I think it fits. Like, I, I see the difference, but it's still you guys. It's still right. you. So, like, I enjoyed it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I've I, Unless it's, like, something really, really weird, or maybe when I was younger and I was, like, emotionally attached to a particular album, like, I think, you know, bands, artists should be able to do what they want to do. Cause yes, it's, it's our, like, we listen to it for our enjoyment, but at the end of the day, it's your art, it's your work. So you should do right. what makes you happy. And I mean, it's like cherry on top if people like it. Right. Yeah. And so for me, of course. I liked it. Uh, I loved it. I think it, it totally fits. I, I don't, I, I understand you may be a little nervous, but I wouldn't expect like any sort of backlash or anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, with, with any band, when they change directions or, or change their sound, even just a little bit, you're going to have haters and you're going to have people that love it. Oh, yeah, you're going to have yeah. new fans that love it. And you know, it, like, like Adam said, as long as you're happy with it, mm-hmm. fuck a man, fuck the rest. <laughs> I'm all for it. Dude. I'm excited to, yeah. for, you know, like it maybe in a little bit, Augie and I can, we can talk to you about when we're, re- when we're planning on releasing this and if it yeah. coincides with like releases for you, it, you know, we can help promo it or even add it to the playlist or whatever. Like, yeah, totally, totally. excited, totally excited to yeah, hear what's, what's coming. No, with, with that being said for you guys, uh, you know, we've been in the studio a lot, so we're actually getting ready to announce another song next week. We're bringing some heat from Sacramento. You guys familiar with the band Saltwound? Saltwound. Oh man, that sounds so familiar. Yeah. Yeah. They just toured with Of Sulfur and Bleeding Through. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer from Saltwound is on the track. Hell yeah, okay. dude! That's awesome. And the, and the next song is called One for All, and we're shooting a music video with Caliber TV. Um down in oakland and it's gonna get crazy let's put it that way oh yeah snap dude caliber tv that's 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 awesome dude yeah i actually used to work for them so okay oh shit okay i noticed your your music video for um one of your songs which one was it it was um offerings actually yeah offerings that one was done through caliber right no, it was actually um, a guy that used to work with Caliber, but Caliber was busy at the time. But BVTV ended up. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. But, that's what um, it was. I'm really close with the band Nerve, so like um, they were like, "Yo, just hit up Alex." And so I hit up Alex, their manager, and uh, he runs BVTV. And then I just kind of just did some work and got it all ready to go. And then it released, and it's been awesome, like to yeah. say the least. Well, congrats on exciting, that, dude. dude. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're pretty much putting out a new song every six weeks right now. So that seems to be the way to do it, man. Yeah, a bunch of bands going to that. Yeah, is we're that, just we're we're just grinding. Does that make it easier or harder on you guys? 
terribly harder. Does it? <laughs> I, my label actually like makes my guys write a song a week, whether it be oh the worst song in the world or the best song in the world. They're like, just keep writing. So like these guys are literally just like, they get home and they're like, yeah, dude, I'm literally just writing another song right now. Like that's literally all I'm doing. Like I'm literally just practicing and getting more songs and that's, they're just workhorses right now. And then with that being said, I have to write a lot too. So I'm like, anytime, like, I want to say, I say intrusive thought. Cause it's like, it's more like, I'm like, I didn't expect for it to happen. I'm just like, Oh, Hey, there's this random idea that I'm talking about or something that I feel passionately about. And then I'm like, and I'm going to write about it now. And then I just write poems and then eventually those become lyrics. That's awesome, man. I mean, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse, man. I mean, it, it, it's honing your band's writing abilities, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm sure it's kind of annoying at the same time. <laughs> it is and isn't. There's like, but I, I think like the biggest thing is like, because I write poetry, I have a lot of be like ability to use different styles of like wordage instead of it just being so cookie cutter and like, I never, I'm always very like clear to the point. Like yeah. there's a lyric in timekeeper where I say sheeps and wolves clothing should sit in their loathing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, and, dude. and it's, it's not, it's not complex. It's not like, Oh, the Dahmer theory or something. Like I'm not saying something, some crazy shit that like has like, you're like, okay, there's layers to this. Like, no, it's pretty like straightforward. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm saying a word where you're like, huh, sheeps and wolves clothing should sit in their load. Oh, okay. I get it. Well, right, yeah. it makes sense. But that's like interesting way of wording it. Yeah, for sure. Dude. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, y'all will definitely come out of this better songwriters. That's awesome, man. And what label is it again? Uh, we're under Dayeth, which was, um, so SPG Records and Dayeth became record labels. Um, Dayeth is kind of more like an artist development agency, but they're also as, as a label. And um, they all used to work for Artery. So oh, SPG okay. Records okay. has Shan and Chris, and Artery went f- there. And then Eric Rushing uh, went to own Goldfield Midtown and Roseville, a bunch of other venues. Um, Holy Diver, which is, like, huge, or it yeah. used to be before it closed. Um, so, you know, everyone knows Eric. Um but Eric and Alan, the owner of Dayeth, are best friends, and they run kind of hand in hand with Dayeth, and they all used to be with Artery. So it's like it's kind of like a branch of what is left of Artery. I got you. That makes sense. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it, it, SBG Artery. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, dude, it, it's it's in, incredible. Like, and I've like literally cut Shan's hair from SBG Records, and like literally like just talked to him. He like shows up to my shows, and he's like, dude, like any big label you want. And I'm like, I'm trying to get our numbers up before I do to pull the trigger on that. But like, right. <laughs> for sure. But for sure, I will make that phone call when I need to make that phone call. And I'll, I'll be right here. Hell yeah, dude. That's fucking sick, man. Um, let's, let's talk about some of your favorite uh, artists now. Like, who are you listening to a lot now? Oh, nothing in this genre, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no we get that uh, a lot. yeah man yeah uh it'll probably shock a lot of people but um i listen to the midnight a lot charlie pooth oh yeah um, dude. anderson pack 
Um, Anderson Pack is one hell of a songwriter, man. Dude, him and Thundercat, like they're they're on some next Thundercat, level shit. Thundercat is sick too. Yeah. Like I, I don't. I'm just like I'm hella into that kind of genre. And then like oddly enough, I listen to like Japanese jazz fusion because it's just all pocket grooves, and I'm like I don't know any of these names at all, yeah. but this is just a vibe. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny because we actually had a we had a band. Um, it was they were the home team. I don't know if you ever heard of them. It's like a pop yeah. band. They said that they keep trying to tell all their. Uh, all the artists that they tour with and everything like that, that that Japanese music is where it's at. Like they're they're like five years ahead of us and they need to get on it before. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Japanese metalcore shows are like the craziest thing I've ever watched. I'm like, they are literally keeping Crabcore alive and yeah. doing it so well. Let's get a, let's get the midnight on there, man. Ooh, nocturnal. Right out the gate. And then Charlie Puth, man. Damn, that's a hard one. I don't know what to pick from him, to be honest with you, because he, the man's a god. I mean, honestly, people. dude, I've seen uh, his TikToks and everything, and it's kind of funny because he has this, these TikTok segments he does where somebody will send him a sound, any sound, and he'll tell you exactly what note it is. Yeah, he's he's kind of like, he's kind of just underrated. Like, yeah. the guy's just, he's just, he, I don't know, he's just incredible. Um, Dude, honestly, that's hilarious. Like, that that's probably like i mean that's what kind of got me into him and then it was like i found out it was the first song on his album and all his newest album and i was like yo this shit's so good yeah man i mean, I mean charlie puth is good i'm not, I'm not gonna lie man anybody that says they don't like charlie puth i'm like are do, do you not have ears like the man's literally a <laughs> talented like what the hell yeah like I only wish I could hit notes like him. Isn't he the one that did? Let me let me make sure before I get something wrong. Yeah, he's he did the the light switch song, and he said, um, "I don't remember what song he was talking about that he used as a as a reference for that." But there was, ah, fuck, I don't remember what song he was talking about. But he said there's a song that uses a noise, and he like as like the main instrument in the song, and he wanted to do that, and then he didn't know what. Like he said, it took him like forever to figure out what noise. I think he said he walked into a studio one day and flipped on the lights, and that's that's the sound he went with for light switch. Jesus Christ! Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. the The guy doesn't make any sense. Like his brain, like does not work like a normal human. He just is like, "Yep, all right, here I'm gonna open this door and it's gonna creak, and then I'm gonna make a song out of it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "All right, Charlie." Calm down Flex. there, buddy. <laughs> You're just flexing on everybody. I actually had one of my like uh, barber homies that I was working with. He like came into the break room. He's like, dude, do you listen to Charlie Puth? And like everyone's like, ha, does he listen to Charlie Puth? Of course he does. <laughs> yeah. They're like one of his like, favorite artists right now. And then he's like, dude, have you seen his TikToks? And I was like, yeah, man, the guy does not make any sense. Like he's just so good at what he does. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Anderson Pack. Come down. With, yeah, the come down with Rick Ross. Oh no 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 no! It's not with Rick Ross. That's uh, that's another song. But the okay. come down because come the down. bass the bass line is funky as hell. And then Thundercat man. How do I pick a song from the Goat? <laughs> like, how do I Bro. even pick a song like by him? Like you're talking about an underrated artist, man. This, I mean, I know he's got 13 million listeners, but. Like yeah, but like, how do you pick one song yeah. from like? 
I mean, do we go? No, I'm not pick. I'm not gonna pick one off of his tops. Like that's just not not gonna be <laughs> deep the cut. Top. Yeah, give us a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ooh, Dragon Ball do rag. That's that's I it. I love that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dragon that's a Ball do rag. That that dude, that song's a vibe. It like, really is. Yeah, <laughs> that's the song's so good. Yeah, I heard Adam... it for the first time, and I was like, what? <laughs> Adam, for 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 reference, I don't. I know you've never heard it, right? So, uh-uh. he's talking about um, that basically the Dragon Ball do rag stays on. I got you. The Dragon Ball Z do rag stays on. All right? Of course, <laughs> of course it does. It's, it's so good. Like, yeah, <laughs> the songs and then the the just the hook. You're like, huh? Yeah, all right, for sure. Like, I'm here for it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, man, he's good. He's good. His yeah. bass lines are sick as shit, too, man. Cali. God damn. His tones are just so they they just sound so good. You're like, oh good God. Yeah, man. You mentioned you were in the military, man. What what do you think that did for you in terms like like did it lend lend anything to your artistical abilities or anything like that? Yeah. Um have you guys ever seen the movie Black Hawk Down? Yeah. Yep. That movie is about my unit. Oh, nice. Wow. Not okay. nice, because that's... Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. So, when I joined the 160th SOAR, a.k.a. Nice Stalkers, um, they always said that there was something about us throughout all the conventional forces and everything, they were like, those guys just don't have a quit button. Like they just don't like they refuse to quit. And I never understood the weight of that until I was out of the military. I was in a band and I was doing everything. And I looked at my producer one day and I was like, I looked at Nick and he's like, how big do you want to get? And I was like, big, like big, big, like I'm talking like I'm, I'm, going to chase after will ramos and everyone and i'm literally going to be in friendly competition with them and i'm going to beat them at their own game kind of thing (laughs) like i know and they're like he's like okay for sure he's like well what if you don't get there i was like no i'm i'm gonna get there and i was like i was like i i don't quit i was like i'm not i'm not quitting and i was like and i'm not sacrificing anything to get there like i'm gonna be as on my shit as humanly possible and be a good person, but also rise to the top. Like, yeah. And I think like being in the one sixtieth really taught me how to just, I also was a, a staff sergeant when I got out. So like a lot of like my mentality goes towards me being like, you know, when I, we get done playing a show, um, I have band meetings with everyone. So I sit down with them all in our RV and I literally have a conversation with everybody and I'm like, Hey, here's what I seen went right. Here's what I seen went wrong. Here's what our numbers look like for the night. Here's all this. Like, and I laid out and then I'm like, you know, I fucked up on some parts here. I take accountability of my, my like faults. And then I say, all right, you know, next person. And then I go there. And that was something I kind of gained from the military. It was, um, we call it uh, index. So you, when everything ends, you know, you talk about it, you figure out, you know, how things went and you have a meeting about it and then you say, okay, cool. Well, we're going to move forward for the next yeah. day. And then, um, there's a lot of things that I gained from the military that I use in, inside of my band meetings and were like, just in general. And, um, 
I'm really fucking hard on my guys, like really hard on them. Um, I always tell them, I'm like, I don't want the dude that wants this 100%. I want the dude that wants wants it 100%, but then will sell his soul to even fucking get the next 100. Yeah. And I was like, you got to want it so bad that when you wake up from a dream in the middle of the night, you're like, I just want to fucking do this. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't care what it takes to get there. Like by good means, get there. But also like, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure this is a reality. And so like all the things I learned from the military kind of gave me that and like help inspire other artists and stuff that are local here. And, you know, I, I always push that much harder. The military gave me a lot of like lessons to know that like we have to keep going. Yeah. There, right. There's, there's no quit. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm going to, when I bow out gracefully, it's either going to be one because like, my son's out of the house. I'm getting closer and closer to retirement. And I'm like, I just kind of want to chill. Like, yeah. yeah. I was, uh, I went to basic as well. Uh, I don't really talk about it a whole lot just cause like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It was a weird time in my life, I guess. But, uh, for most of us, it was. Yeah. So like I was in the reserve, so I really didn't ever do anything. That's probably why I don't talk about it a lot. I mean, that's kind of fair. Yeah. 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 I just, whatever, you know, it is what it is. But I, I, I did learn a few things while I was in, uh, especially going through basic training. I have a, I have narcolepsy and I didn't know it until I was like 20, 21, somewhere around there. Oh, and wow. I went to basic training. I literally, I shipped off to basic training on my 18th birthday, August 13th. That's my birthday. It was my 18th birthday. I left for basic training. And like the whole time, I just remember just basically like just being so fucking exhausted. Like, cause it, like narcolepsy kicks in when you're in like going through puberty or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I have had it since like the eighth grade. And I remember when I started getting sleepy, but, uh, in basic training, I, I developed this like mindset. That's kind of terrible. Adam knows about it. I told Adam about it. We spoke about it on one episode, but basically that like everything's gonna end like regardless so like right like yeah so good times bad times doesn't matter it's all gonna come to an end and that's kind of what kept me going is like i know it's hard right now but basically they they can't smoke us forever you know what i'm saying like it's it's gotta stop so (laughs) at some point you know working out has to stop the walking has to stop like the last work march, I think we did like a 15K from from where we were camping out at all the way back to camp. So we left out at like six o'clock in the morning and we didn't get back to the to the campsite until like nine o'clock at night. You had all your shit on your back. You had your weapon, you had everything. And there was one point at like, I think it was like at 11 o'clock in the morning, we circled back around the camp we were staying at. So we had basically made this giant fucking circle. And I was like, bro, this sucks. This sucks. Like, like <laughs> this fucking sucks, dude. And like, I'm walking and walking and walking. And like, the only thing that kept going through my mind is, well, we're going to be there eventually, you know, it's, it's got to end. I can't walk fucking forever, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So that's like kind of so put me funny. in that mindset, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause like my dad, my dad was in the Navy and, um, he used to tell me, he's like, you survive a hundred percent of your worst days and today will just be another day. Yeah. I always used to be like, damn. And I didn't know what that meant until I went through selection and mm-hmm. I had a 14-hour gut check on day zero. 
And I was like, it's got to end eventually. Yeah. And that's, we're like that's... 10 hours into it. And I'm like, oh, this is never ending. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm just going to die here. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was watching guys just drop like flies and get IVs and like, I'm, and then they get thrown back in and then you're just like, cool. All right. So that sucks. Um, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm like, just drink water. Just try to stay hydrated in the middle of Tennessee, Kentucky weather. Yeah. That's where I was at too. Shit. Yeah. That's oh, where I went. It's... I went to Fort Knox. I went to Fort Knox for basic. Oh God, that place is humid as hell. Yeah. Don't ask me why they sent a fucking reservist to Fort Knox. I was so fucking pissed, dude. I was like, bro, <laughs> I'm not going to be like some special elite motherfucker. Send me somewhere else, please. <laughs> dude. I went to Fort Leonard Wood in the and in Missouri, and let me tell you, yeah. that is probably the most hormonal weather I've ever been in in my life. Yeah, you, you don't like the weather. Wait five minutes; it will change. Yeah, dude. I went like dead ass. So it was August. So it was hot when I got there, and then by the time I left, it was like freezing fucking cold. And oh, man, like like I said, dude, that's from what I learned through that experience is that like in any time I go through anything, like in like have bad days or whatever, like. It just rings in the back of my head is it's got to fucking end. Like, you know, it can't be bad forever. <laughs> so, right. Right. You know, and that's the only thing that like keeps me going. And I know it's it, like I said, it sounds terrible. Like, but at the end of the day, like that's the only thing that keeps me going is like, it, you keep moving forward and it's going to end, you know, like whatever you're going I'm, through is going to end. So, I mean, to be fair, that's a great way of looking at it. You're like, you know, you can't really, and I tell my best friend this all the time, and he's always like, <laughs> for lack of better words, I like saying that he's like Eeyore sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you're a sad, sad little person. And then you're, he's like, I'm not sad. And I'm like, of course, right now you're not sad, but later on you will be sad. And then yeah. I'm like, dude. And I'm like, here's the thing about every day. And I'm like, yeah, every day is pretty much shit. Um, just accept that. And I was like. And I was like, if you want to talk to a kid, like, and like, say like, what's being an adult like? And I'm like, you wake up every morning and you kick and scream like a five-year-old because you're terribly upset that you have to do this all over again. Yeah. And you do it and then you pay bills, you do everything, you go to work and then you maybe get some free time and then it all cycles back and then you do your taxes and then you owe and then, and then, yeah. And then inflation hits and I'm like, it just gets worse. So just accept the fact that it's going to get worse mm, or, yeah, man. or, and, and there's nothing you could do about it and you have no power. And yep. I'm like, and the shit you can control. Great. And I'm like, best word of advice. You have 24 hours to be pissed off at something after that. It was yesterday's problem. F- figure out what's today's problem. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. It's literally just, just the way you got to go about it. Yeah. Like, you make the most of whatever you got, man. And that's, that's kind of what I try to do is just make the most of it, man. So, it's a great way to think about it, man, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes the good times better and the bad times less bad. So, <laughs> yeah, it just kind of rolls off. You're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. So, but uh, let's uh, let's get um, so you want to do any like honorable mentions, any friends, bands, or anything like that? You want to add some of those on there? I, uh, hmm, yeah, let's put Dim on there by Memoir because those guys offered us our first tour which i gotta you know shout out to them like they're amazing um who who else 
Yeah. I'd have to say them because I don't think Everglade has okay. anything really new out at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, you're but... just going off a tour with them, right? Yeah, actually, we share a drummer with Everglade. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, which which kind of worked out in a weird way. Like, we didn't know how we were going to get through the tour or, like, what was going to happen. And um, the drummer from Everglade reached out, and he was like, dude, I'd like to play with you guys. And then we kind of, like, got to meet him and stuff, and then he just ended up joining instead. Um, we had, like, 11 auditions, and, like, a few of them, like, we were, we were kind of jived with. We were like, yeah, these guys are cool, but then, like, something was always kind of like not there for it, mm -hmm. I guess. And we just like, we weren't feeling the vibe. And then Ethan kind of came in and he practiced with us. And then about, I want to say like one or two times th during the set, like at one point he like subtly roasted our guitarist, David, like when I roasted <laughs> him. And then I was just like, yeah, this one's good. We're, I think we're going to keep this one. And like, yeah we just ended up sticking with him and now it's like he's been there the entire time we like forget that he hasn't been in the band this entire time sometimes that's funny <laughs> oh man um give us uh the last thing you listened to on spotify the last song Fudge. <laughs> um <laughs> wow actually it's um hand of mercy if you're not familiar with their music, imagine the ghost inside, but a lot harder. All right. What song? Uh, Dexter. It's actually about the serial killer. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. That's what's up. It, it's actually pretty fucking sick. Like, the song came out, and I was like, damn, this shit's sick. So uh, I am going to put Victims uh by a moment's notice at the as the first song on this playlist is there a song from a moment's notice you want to throw uh for the last song put offerings on there because offerings. i mean that was like our first song as an actual band that's a good one man that's fucking sick yeah the first two songs <laughs> were me as a solo project like none of the guys even this oh yeah. okay oh the band so that's the part of this thing that like i don't really like say a lot anymore but um silver lining and endless waltz were me as a solo product just trying to figure out if i even wanted to do this anymore okay gotcha and then they all had a lot of success and i was like cool i'm going to try to find people and then they found me and then trial by air kind of found people some people didn't make it some people were you know wishy-washy and eventually solid group of guys and then we wrote offerings and then um you know, some member changes again and stuff like that, just because I was looking for a certain caliber of like person. Yeah. And it was like more of a group decision. It's like, Hey, this guy's kind of toxic. Do you want to let him go and be like, yeah, let's let him go. Like this guy's not ready to do this. <laughs> and so like, you know, it was like, I can kind of read the room and I look at people and I'm like, yeah, you're full of shit. Or you're like, yeah, you're with it. And so if I kind of like snuff out the, the bad, like I need to find the guys that are, they want to do this at 365. And that's yeah. kind of like how offerings got started was just the lyric in there is like saying like, this is our offering. It's literally saying like, this is, this is me saying I'm, I'm here. I'm not leaving anytime in the near future. Like I'm going to do this for at least 10 years. Oh yeah, man. Well, I wish you great success, dude. You're, you're awesome. And your voice is awesome. Your band's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
and I can't wait to see what y'all got next, man. You got a song coming out with Salt Wound, One for All. Everybody go check out One for All when it comes out. Any tours or anything coming up, man? Um, right now we're trying to play outside of Sacramento a little bit. We have some show offers and stuff. Um, we're planning a tour like late summer, early fall. And also we're waiting on a festival to hit us back because we're supposed to be playing a festival in like late or early July. Okay. Um, everything's kind of TBD right now, but like we're, we're kind of working out all the inner workings of it, talking to our booking agent and our manager and label and, Right now, the biggest priority is just music right now. And, you know, the shows will start coming in as they come. But we're we're kind of throttling back on shows because we've just played way too much. Yeah. And like in a yeah, the yeah. same in the same area. And we need to, like, get out a little bit more. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You branch out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We're just trying to find, like, the right places with the right bands and, like, be like, hey, like, let's do some trade shows. Like, we're like. You know, we come play down in L.A. or something, and then you guys come up to Sacramento or Reno because that's like our second home because our drummer's from Reno. Gotcha. So, yeah, one of the Uh, two will happen. If you want to drop your social media handles, uh, we already talked about some new music coming out and uh, touring. So just drop social media handles for the listeners to go check you guys out and like and follow your shit. Yeah, uh, pretty much everything is a moment's notice official, except for Twitter has an underscore at the end, and then Facebook is just a moment's notice. And I think it's a moment's notice official on Twitter, uh, not Twitter, uh, TikTok and Instagram. So I know those are the official ones. We don't have official for the other ones. I guess what's non-official. So yeah. (laughs) And working on getting the official for the other ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, uh, we're in rebranding phase yeah. right now. Like, we'll, we'll get there in time. Well, I want to shout out uh, Ryan for hooking us up, man. Uh, super nice dude connecting us. So I'll never the... forget the day that I talked to Ryan on a podcast and he was talking about recording music and he's like, at least you didn't have a subreddit about your band. And, and it was like, basically like, dude, the drums sound like a dick hitting hitting a toilet seat, and I just like lost it on the podcast. I was like, okay, oh my but God. like my real question is like, how big's the dick? And he's like, nine inch throbber. And I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, all right, that's that's Hell a pretty yeah, girthy dude. sound. <laughs> I fucking yeah, love man. that guy, man. Yeah, dude, he's such a nice dude, man. He's always helped us out, and and you know, every time I ask him for anything, he helps me out, and. Vice versa. I try to do do what I can for them, but it, like I said, time wise, it's so fucking. There's not enough time in the day, man. <laughs> there really isn't, and t- and the older we get, time just seems to just fly by. Oh like my god, fun. yeah. I like yeah. blink. We, we to could do a whole other episode on that, dude. No, bro. No lie, dude. <laughs> I literally blinked, and it's like about to be my birthday all over again, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! I turned 32 in the, like days. I'm like, this yeah. is crap. I turned 33 this down. year. I just turned 32, so. Yeah. Look, Look at us. us. <laughs> Look at us, all these old guys just, yeah. just talking about music we listened to when we were 16. Yeah, right. held, held together by tape and popsicle sticks. Right? Oh, God, dude. I like to say bubble gums and zip ties. 
Uh, yeah, that sounds more secure. Yeah. I, I use uh, electrical tape. <laughs> electrical tape is electrical tape and like paper towels is what's holding me together. All right. <laughs> dude, this man's living in 2024. Yeah, yeah dude. I told my wife, I was like, <laughs> I cut my finger real bad the other day at work. And like, I had to go get, I had, no, no, no. I had to go get stitches. Oh, this, this is this insane. One? Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, I told my wife, she was like, you need to go get stitches, like leave from work and go get stitches. And I was like, no, nah, we had duct tape. And I was like, but I guarantee if he had some electrical tape, I wouldn't have had to go at all. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Dude, like that super shit. glue and some electrical tape. And oh, honey, dude, we're yeah. going to make this happen. Right. Like, <laughs> Who needs it'll a be doctor? fine. <laughs> it, it will never come undone. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's like the golden rule, right? It's, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Super glue and, and tape. It fixes everything, right? Yeah. But I went, I, and it's funny because I had to like, I duct taped a paper towel on my thumb and then I went to Walmart after work. Like I stayed at work for like the last hour. I only had an hour left at work. I was like, fuck it, I'm staying, staying at work. And then I went to Walmart after work with this like giant duct taped thumb <laughs> and bought me a brisket. I was like in the brisket. I like, like, man, which one of these briskets do I want? <laughs> which one is going to taste? Yeah. Good? <laughs> right. I got me a brisket. I came home. I took the tape off and it's still bleeding. And I was like, shit, I guess I got to go. <laughs> Like completely disregarded your thumb the entire time. You're like, yeah. oh, brisket. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> Opens it. And there's, okay, pint of blood yep. is on the back. Ah, right, shit, cool. I gotta go. We gotta go, man. <laughs> Been there. Yeah. but Oh, man. Nah, man, it was good talking to you, man. I enjoyed it. And uh, I appreciate you giving us your time today, man. Yes, dude. Hell yeah, it. man. It was a blast. I honestly love doing podcasts. I think they're probably like one of my favorite things in the world to do. Yeah, man. Awesome. Anytime you want to come back on, just shoot me a message. You got my Twitter now, so just hell yeah, man. You're welcome anytime, man. We enjoyed the conversation, so hell yeah. Well, sounds good, guys. It's yeah, good man. to meet you both. Um, yeah. I want to say real quick, we, uh, me and Adam, started a Patreon or Discord. If you want to help support the show or like come chat with us, hang out, just join that in there at the pinned link on pretty much every social media that we have. So go do that. Oh, hell yeah, sweet. Well, we appreciate you, man. You have a nice night. You too, bud. Take care, guys. You too.